Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett. How are you doing today, Jace? Doing incredibly well. Uh, I've got a hat on because I need a haircut desperately, which I'm getting tonight. So I'm um, uh, first time anyone seeing me without my luscious locks out. This oh. is why it's a fucking, it's a mop up there. <laughs> I'm going to lose two kilos just by getting a haircut. Now, before we get in today, guys, we don't advertise on this podcast. We don't, you know, have anything breaks or shortcuts to annoy you on this podcast, but we do ask you to share this with a friend. Like that's the thing. Mm. I want you to share this with a friend, share this with a dad. I want you to share with this with a mom who who knows a dad. I want you to share this with someone who can benefit from this podcast. Today we're talking about the five steps to break out of a rut. So if you know someone who's in a rut or they look like they're in a rut, mm -hmm. you can share this with them today and they could follow these five steps just to get back their mojo. Now, so many guys that we coach, um, you know, they have lost the weight and in the process, what they've done and, and what they say to me is like, I found myself again. Like I, I found the old me, the person who I was, the person who I lost maybe a decade ago or two decades ago, or maybe just a couple mm. of years ago, they found themselves like they're, they're, they're way home to themselves again and i think you know you might feel like you're in a rut um you might not feel like you're in a rut you just might feel like you have an extra gear to get to and that's what we're going to go through today guys so you know if you're listening in the car pull over because today we're going to have some notes we're going to give you the five steps um jace are you ready to rock and roll Always ready, always ready to help guys get out of the ruts. You know, we consider us the uh, the Land Cruiser with the tow ball that's uh, gonna 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 tow you out of it. <laughs> love it, love it. So, guys, you know, when we're looking at the first thing, the first thing is just you have to assess. Like awareness precedes change, but you have to assess exactly where you are. And I like data because data gives us probably the most crucial um, tools because and we can reflect on this. And I like when we go a scale of one to ten. And you can look at the different mm. aspects of your life. You can look at the, you know, if anyone's done personal development out there, there is the wheel of life, or we can just break it down into even a less expansive wheel. You can guide yourself one to 10, whereabouts are you right now on your relationship with your partner? So, you know, are you, do you feel like totally connected? Do you, are you intimate? Do you feel loving? You know, are you a, a two? That means you're probably never not getting any action and you just probably don't communicate and you don't feel like going home or you're a 10 out of 10 and you're really, truly intimate. You feel like you're growing together. Um, your relationships are fantastic. You foster and support each other. Um, so we have one to 10 on our relationships. We have one to 10 on our health. Do you get puffed walking up 10 stairs? Um, have you not seen your, your, your penis in the last 10 years? Um, do you feel like, uh, you know, picking up your kids is hard because, your arm may break because you don't have any muscle mass on it. So it's like, is there a two out of 10? Or do you feel like, hey, you know, I can do anything. I'm ready for action no matter what. And that's like a 10 out of 10. You can run, you can lift. Um, you, you feel physically healthy. If you took your shirt off, um, you feel confident in your body. So we have relationship, we have health, we have our work or our business. A one to 10. So, you know, I, have you had the same job and you hate going to work and you're not making the money um, that you want, or are you a 10 out of 10? Like you feel like you're getting career progression. You feel like fulfilled with your work. You feel like you have clarity on your direction and purpose in life on that side of things as well. So even if we just look at the big three and we break it down into these three areas. Um, now at the same time, you might be a 10 out of 10 in relationship 
and we might be a, a, a 10 out of 10 in our work or business and a one out of 10 inside our, um, our health. Now, if you're looking at a wheel that's rolling along, now, if two thirds are full and one third isn't, well, that wheel's not going to roll, right? You actually, it's going to, you're going to be stuck. And it's the truth. We do feel stuck or we do feel like we're in a rut when we're not evenly balanced. So we can expand our areas of life, but to expand, we need to assess where we currently are at. So I want you to be truly um, honest with yourself because when you assess, it requires ownership and honesty. If you're not honest with yourself, well, you can just keep lying to yourself as long as you can and, and keep your limitations with it. And you can just suck for the rest of your life and go, well, I didn't live up to my potential. Um, or you can be brutally honest. I think brutal honesty is the true um, is the true, you need to have brutal in front of honesty. It's like, no, I'm a mm -hmm. fat piece of shit right now. <laughs> um, and, I, and like, I can't run up a flight of stairs. You know what? I, I, I don't have a great relationship right now because I don't communicate or, you know, I have sex once every two months with my wife. Like, that's not good either. Like you want to be intimate. It's, it's a big part of a relationship or, you know, you're not there for your kids. If you split relationship into two parts, um, you don't feel like you give them time. You can't keep up with them. You don't aren't interested in their needs or with your work. You have to be brutally honest. It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm truly just going through the motions and I, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm not increasing my skill development to make my straw. I'm more valuable. So I want you to go like, am I a three out of 10 or am I eight mm. out of 10? I want you to write why. I think this is a big thing. Why are you a three out of 10 and your health? It's like, why are you a two out of 10 or why are you a 10 out of 10? Because writing that sentence of why you are where you are by being brutally honest, like I'm a two out of 10 because I'm 130 kilos with my health and I can't walk up a flight of stairs and it's not good enough. Right. And I'm, I'm not happy with, and why am I not happy with where I'm at? Now, if you're a two out of 10, you have to also go, you want to focus in these blocks in like these 90 day plans or 16 week plans, like chunk your year into quarters as like 16 weeks, 16 weeks and 16 weeks. And you can sort of chunk it out like that. And you can just have a sleep for four of the weeks. Um, but if we look at it, you go, okay, well, if I'm a two out of 10 currently with my health, what would it mean if I was a six out of 10? Now you're not going to go from a two out of 10 to a 10 out of 10 in 16 weeks. You're just not. But if we can go to a two out of 10 to a, a six or a seven out of 10 with our health, we go like a five out of seven with our relationship up to a set, a five out of 10 up to like a seven out of 10 with our relationship. And I think you just have to assess and you go, I'm currently here. This is why I'm here. And this is my assessment. And I take full ownership of this. No one made me this. I made me this. And then we have to go to bridge the gap, to go up two points and to make my circle or my wheel more round, I would need to lose 15 kilos, okay? Because that would give me more energy each day. I would need to um, be able to move more. You don't have to have the plan here. You just need to make the assessment of where you are, why you are, ownership of this and go, where do I need to be to close the gap, to grow the wheel, to make it more round? I think this is... Uh, a crucial step because it allows you to reflect and also project. And you need to do this at the start of any type of transformation because if you're right, it means you need to transform something. You know, if you go, if I currently feel like this and I currently sit in this energy and I keep this energy for the next five years, am I going to be happy? No. No one wants to fucking sit in a rut and sit in a ditch because a rut, essentially, you're sitting in a ditch on the side of the road for the next five years. No one wants to live like that. 
not living up to your potential. So we assess, we project, go, this is how I'm going to break out of this rut. This is how I'm going to break out of this mediocrity. This is how I'm going to move towards my potential in life and become closer towards the best version of me. Um, what do you reckon, Jace? I think there's a, a good distinction between a temporary rut, like a, a situational rut, and then also it's like one, like a, a like a funk almost, like oh, mm. you know, work. And I've spoken to a number of my guys that are, have been in um, very temporary ruts. It's like oh, you know, something's going on with um, you know, uh, one of my guys, his uh, wife has had some some surgeries, and she's been sort of unable to pick up their um, they've, they've got a young son who still needs to be picked up and you know put into the crib and that kind of stuff. So he's always on the bedtime routine for that one, uh, and it's you know for the last sort of 10, 15 weeks and it's being a lot. And it, it means, means that the nighttime routine gets drawn out. It's like, cool, well, there's there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Or if you're an accountant and it's tax season, if you're a, um, a teacher and it's you know exam season, whatever, you've got a, a, a set of finite constraints that will end. So it's it's all about again. This is and this is a good opportunity for you to you know you might not need the next four steps if you're in a temporary rut. If you're in, it's like cool. Well, let me assess. All right, in two weeks' time, I know that this shit is actually going to get easier. Not the whole oh, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that things get better because that's just and you're not taking ownership for your life and control of where you're at. And I think we did an episode you know a couple a couple episodes ago. You know, listen back, take control of your life again, right? If you, that's the kind of situation you're in. But if you can see, all right, there are some temporary constraints that require a little bit more for me right now, but I know will end by this time cool temporary right new and then you can get all right now i know once that's over i can dedicate more time and i know now what to expect the next time something like this comes around so i can plan for it better right put more meals in the fridge or the freezer or get some 15 20 minute workouts ready to go so i can keep my health and fitness up you know let my wife know what my capacity is going to be like so she can she's not blindsided by my you know attention to work or whatever it might be so address whether it's a temporary or a more long-term right so you know, if, if you've already got it if you're in temporary right cool problem fixed you can listen to the rest just for fun but for those guys who are in more of a permanent right or in one that's been there for a couple of weeks and months like you've got to take that time you i know it's usually it's like you don't have time and that's the reason why you're in this position but you've got to make the fucking time this is like the difference when you're a business owner working in the business and working on the business you can be in the business running around doing shit all day long trying to fix problems that keep coming up because you don't make any time to work on your business mm. to make sure that the systems are working to make sure that you know all of the the sinkholes are plugged so you've got to do this with your life you're either you know you can either work on your life or work in your life in essence so there are periods of time where you need to stop take a take a minute reflect and go all right where am i really at right now and why and if you don't give yourself the space, you, you're not going to get the answers. But the biggest thing I want you to guys to take away from this part is do not use I don't know. I don't know oh. is a bullshit reflexive. Someone fucking, you know, the doctor taps you on the knee and your fucking foot flings up. That's the response. Oh, I don't know. The reason why we respond with I don't know is because of a couple of reasons. Number one, we don't like to be wrong. And by saying I don't know, it protects us from this idea of, oh, if I give the right, if I give the wrong answer um, or what if the answer frightens me or not frightens, but like, you know, conf it's confronting. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. You need to be confronted. This is a fucking self-intervention, right? You've got to be willing to walk into the into the room and see the big sign and say, yeah, you know what? I need to make a change. So think about for yourself, for your life, right? Where are you at right now? And if you're saying the words, I don't know, right? The amount of times I've talked to someone and I've said, oh, so, you know, what's really going on for you right now? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's probably because my wife and I have been less intimate lately and my work has been really stressful. It's like, why did you say, I don't know when you just gave me all the fucking answers, you know? So it's this little hedging your bets. So whenever you say the words, I don't know, 
the the I guess the the flip side or the immediate response needs to be, what if I did know? What what if I knew what the answer was theoretically? Even if you're like, oh fuck, I don't know. It's like, all right, theoretical, an alternate universe, Jason. I know what the answer is, and if I did, what would the answer be? Right? If I had to give an answer, if I had to write something down, like it was an exam, and by at least giving an answer, you got one point. Right? That's the kind of effort because then you find once you start. It tends to, it tends to unlock more shit inside of you and un, and like sort of unblock it like a drain. So there's no such thing as I don't know. There's just again hiding from your own bullshit. So that's just kind of the biggest thing I want, especially for step number one. There is no such thing as I don't know. Um, and there are, I mean, there there's plenty of things like oh look, I don't know what the best strategy is in terms of losing weight. But fuck, you know that cutting out drinking is a pretty good start. You know that not going to KFC is probably another good start. You know that if you're not doing any exercise at all, going for a half an hour walk. That's a good start. If you've listened to any of this podcast, you have plenty of strategies to get started on the process without needing any other help. Um, and if this is your first episode, go back. There's some good shit back there in the episodes. But we'll wait till you finish this episode first. <laughs> I, I think 100%, mate. And, and the clarification between temporary rut or long-term, some people are in rut for like decades or a decade. Um, mm. And you know, Their life is a rut. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, fuck, is this my life? Like, why me? Um, and the world's happening to them. They're not happening to the world, right? Not for them. Mm. Uh, I think even if you're in a temporary rut or a long-term rut, no matter what, if you're just temporary, it's like a couple of weeks or even, you know, maybe a month, you can still take everything out of this um, podcast. You don't have to go, oh, this isn't for me. Well, have you, have you done the wheel of life on those three big, the big three mm. for your next 90 days? Like, have you done that? Oh, I haven't done that. Then do that anyway. Even if it's temporary, we can always be better. Like I can always be a better dad. I can always be a better husband. I can always be a better business owner. I can always be better with my health. Like I can be better at all these things. Like we are constantly evolving humans. Like that's the biggest thing. We're, we're, but we're either progressing or regressing. You know, there's either way. So we're constantly moving. Um, so you can always reflect and project no matter who you are, no matter how long your rut is. And, you know, the first thing is assess and being brutally honest, like it's that radical honesty because, and if you say, I don't know, it's because you actually, you aren't being brutally honest and you're, you're afraid of the answer because you are hundred percent know the answer. And I think the whole NLP side of things, you know, I got from personal development um, was if you say, I don't know, well, if you had to know one way you could get out of a rut, what would it be? Or what, if it had to be one thing, if you give me one answer, and like, we can always focus on at least one thing. And if you write that one thing down, it's like, well, if there was one more thing, what would it be? And it's like, just focus on one thing, not all the things. Cause sometimes we get overwhelmed. You're like, oh, I don't know. Like my wife doesn't talk to me and I feel like a piece of shit cause I'm fat and I don't like to take my shirt off. And my kids don't talk to me and my job suck. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, so it was like, if you, one step at a time. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay, breathe. And it's like, if there's one thing that would make me feel better, what would that be? If there was one thing that would make me step forward. And I think it's, it's, it's just taking one step at a time because like Rome wasn't built in a day and you weren't put in a rut in a day either. Right. So mm. it's just, it's taking that one small step, writing down those, those focuses. And I think assessing exactly where you are and having deep um, clarity. Okay. Because without clarity, unless we have a point A, we can never make a point B. So you have to know exactly mm. where you are to understand step two, which is the plan or the seeking guidance to get to where you want to be. 
um, you know, if you're going on Google Maps, you always have a starting destination wherever you are right now. It doesn't like just give you the end destination. You're like, fuck, I hope I know where I am. And like, it, it doesn't do that. It's the same as you. You need a starting destination. You don't need to have clarity. The street number, the street name, what country you're in. Um, you just need to know it all because that, that allows you to make a clear picture on how to move forward. You need to know the detours. You need to know everything, guys. You need to know if you're taking a plane or you're taking a car. Like clarity about everything where you're at at the moment. Assess, take ownership, be honest, and stop lying to yourself. You got to stop lying to yourself, guys. Oh, it's all right. All right is not good enough. You have one fucking life, right? Or just all right. I'm all right. How you doing today? I'm all right. It's a fucking answer. I hate the word the most. I would rather ask someone like, how are you going today? And then say, I'm fucked. <laughs> like I'm feeling shit. <laughs> um, or I'm like, it's the best day ever. Like I, 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 I don't ask people how they're feeling to get an automatic response um, to placate me, right? Like I want them to be truthful. If you're feeling like you're having a shit day, like, tell me, I'll see if I can help. And it's like, if you feel like you have a good day, like, like celebrate that you're having a great day. And like, I'll, ce I'll, I'll celebrate with you. Like either way, I want truth, right? I want the truth in, in all the bad that it is or all the good that it is as well. So either can celebrate mm. or commiserate or help you either way. So it's like, but that comes down to us as society, like not truly being honest in a lot of our interactions, um, so it's like, you have to be honest with yourself and that's where it all starts. No more lies. Mm. Like literally no mm. more lies. I think that's a, a big thing you have to start with. Step two mm. is in getting out of a rut. So we've assessed we're in a temporary rut. We're in a long-term rut. We've done our will of life. We looked at exactly why we are, where we are. We know where we want to get to and, and we need to now make a plan or we need to seek guidance. So I think there's two ways to, to create a plan, right? And, and we'll focus on, we'll, we'll touch base on just more the health side of things and maybe just allude to a little bit of the relationship side of things. Uh, but if we're looking at a plan and have I, have I broken out of a rut before? No or yes. Hmm. If you have, you can reflect and go, okay, what did I do last time and why didn't it stick? Okay, and if it didn't stick because it was, you've tried to break out of a, a rut with a quick fix and a long-term solution, then we, we probably need to seek guidance because it wasn't a um, wasn't wasn't a long-term solution, right? And we want long-term solutions because we don't want quick fixes because quick fixes, instant results come with uh, instant failure. So I, I think we have to go, I need to make a plan that is sustainable, that will create momentum for me because momentum is key to get me out of the rut and get me feeling better. And I need to, to go, okay, what does that look like? And I go, well, I can either reduce the friction to start with. And that's what Jace was getting at earlier on. I was like, oh, I don't know where to start. It's like, you definitely know where to start. Um, we, we start by like lubing it up. We reduce friction to start with. Uh, because like, you know, if there's, if they, if it's like you running with a parachute on your back, have you ever seen the people running and they're doing sprints and it makes it harder because they got a parachute behind them and you're running because you got, you're or even if you're running into the wind, um, what we want to do is we want to reduce the friction so you can move forward faster before we even start to make, um, changes with, you know, assessing calories or making sure you have great workout routines. So, well, what's your, what's your friction? I have a carton of beer a week. Well, that's friction. That's going to give you brain fog. It's going to slow you down. It's not going to, it's not going to help your testosterone. It's not going to help your lean muscle mass. It's definitely not going to help your energy levels. It's not going to help your sleep. All of that. It's not going to help. Oh, I eat like 
you know, I have like a pie and a sausage roll every day and a, and a Coke when I go to the servo. Well, that's friction, right? It's, it's friction. So, okay, well, I can cut friction first, okay? Or when I, I order Uber Eats, like, uh, because I can never, uh, I, I never want to cook. Well, that's friction, right? Financial friction. Because <laughs> you're just spending money on shit that you shouldn't mm-hmm. be spending money on. So you have to assess, when we look at the assessment, we have to go into the plan and go, okay, well, where can I reduce friction first before I start to add shit into my life to get me out of the rut? What's causing friction that keep, is keeping me in the rut in the health side of things at the moment? Um, Jace. I think, I mean, as well, things like alcohol will do that for your relationship too. Mm. Um, it's alcohol is, again, it's another one of those temporary solutions. It's like, I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling, you know, exhausted or like I've got these emotions and stuff coming up. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know if I want to deal with it. So I'm going to drink it away. Or what is there to do? Just fucking get on the beers, right? That might be the solution, quote unquote, for a lot of people in the short term. So it's it's realizing and making the choice. Like, all right, cool. I know that this is not helping me this is impacting me in a negative way so yeah as as trav said you need to reduce the you t- focus on just taking a couple of easy wins and a couple of easy things out that will make life easier for you and start to move you in a good direction because it's all about momentum at the end of the day but you can't get momentum if you don't have a bit of a game plan and so you've got to trust that the plan that you're enacting is actually going to move you forward and that's why you need to know what the easy fucking wins are the easy wins being yeah Drop if, if you are drinking, cutting down the drinking, right? Completely. If you have to be, if you have to eliminate it, eliminate it, right? That's the shit. That's the number one thing. If you are currently doing that, will improve your mood, improve your sleep, improve your recovery, improve your uh, your body composition, your uh, energy levels. Every that is like your risk of dying early. That is the number one fucking thing that you can do right now. If you are currently drinking excessively or even drinking moderately throughout the week. That is the number one thing. There's this old thing, oh, a glass of red wine a day is really good for you. It's complete fucking bullshit, right? Yes, there's some oh, antioxidants in wine or whatever. It's like that's a fucking justification because that alcohol significantly, the negative impacts of that alcohol significantly outweigh any benefits from, oh, it's fucking made from grapes. No, doesn't doesn't fucking count, right? It's not a server fruit, right? <laughs> Go eat um, some grapes. Get- <laughs> yeah, go go eat some real grapes. Don't fucking ferment them and and stew them for 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 months in a barrel, right? So it, it, you, when you are planning and in creating a game plan, I think one of the biggest things are you need to um, within the sort of the awareness and the audit is uh, doing a bit of a calendar audit as well. Because again, the biggest thing for most guys is going to be time, either time to connect with their wife, time to work on their business, time to um, you know sort out their health and fitness, to either cook their meals or get some a workout in. So first, because uh, so, don't commit to be oh the plan's going to be I'm going to now do four gym sessions a week and I'm going to do two cardio sessions because then you're going to start on a um, an unsustainable plan. And you're then going to end back in a rut because you weren't able to succeed at the plan. So similar, we talked about this with CJ. Remember when mm. CJ lost all his weight? 5,000 steps a day. That was the fucking focus initially. It wasn't game changing, but that got CJ out of that rut. Exactly, man. It started momentum. And I think mm. um, one thing before we go out of that, like when we're looking at food or alcohol, uh, yeah, both food and alcohol, we sometimes it keeps us in a rut because when we're in a rut, generally we don't feel good right? We either, we're stressed, we feel down, we don't feel like we're our best self. So we're emotionally at a low frequency. 
Okay. Like that's essentially what a rut is. We're just not feeling great. And when we're not feeling great, we want to do things temporarily to make us feel good in the moment. So we try and hack the chemical bypasses in our brain um, through like dopamine and we want to eat food that makes us feel good. So all of a sudden it's like, what makes me feel good? Oh, I'll have a Palmer and a couple of beers. And that makes me feel good right now because I want to feel good. So I, I have something to make me feel good right now. When it's not going to make you feel good long term. So we emotionally, we emotionally lean on food to make us feel good. And then also mm. a lot of people emotionally lean on a lot of people emotionally lean on alcohol to suppress emotions that they don't want to feel. When I have, I just need a couple of drinks to wind down. I just need a couple of drinks to, to get over the stress of the day. Now, guys, that, that's a new, not a good coping mechanism. Food or alcohol is not a good coping mechanism. I'm not against alcohol at all. I, I don't drink. Maybe I probably have, I probably could count on my hand, like how many drinks I've had this year in total. Like I just don't drink anymore at all. Um, I'll have like a glass of wine, maybe here or there. I probably would have maybe less than a glass of wine a month. Um, mm. But I'm not against it. I'm just not for it. I Like I looked at all the pros and the cons and I, I'm not someone who needs to have a drink to talk to people. I'm not someone that needs to have a drink to have fun with my wife. I'm not someone that needs to have a drink to, to <coughs> de-stress. Um, I do other things like to de-stress. I train or I work on the problem that's causing me stress. Um, if I, <laughs> Funny how that solves yeah, it. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. If, Why if, would you be so direct like that? I, I know. I know. I, I don't, I don't try and cope with something. I just fix the problem. Um, like if I want to have fun with my wife, like I don't need to have an alcohol to have fun with my wife. I like, I'll go out for dinner. I'll enjoy a steak and, and I'll have fun with my wife. Um, like it, it, it's not needed for me. Like if, so, if I'm out and having a soda water and we're, and we're at a bar and someone's like, Oh, why aren't you having a beer? I'd be like, cause I'm fucking not. Um, <laughs> so like I've talked to a couple of people this week and they're like, Oh, you know, there's peer pressure around alcohol and you just got to tell people like, Oh, but they want me to have a drink. It's like, no, Oh, but then they just like, they call me a pussy or they say I've changed. It's like, yeah, you fucking have, you've changed for the better. Like it's good. Maybe they should too. Um, and like, I, I just, whenever I woke up after I feel when I had extra drinks, even I've had like four or five drinks, right? Um, I woke up not a hundred percent or I didn't wake up early in the morning and I missed, like I didn't work out and I just didn't do the things that make me feel great. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, well, did those five drinks make me have, I reflect, right? Did those five drinks make me have more fun last night? No. Did those five drinks make today feel less fun because I wasn't my 100% best self? Yes. Well, I don't need those five drinks. And so many of my guys have either cut alcohol out until, unless it's like special occasions for friends or family, um, like weddings or anything like that. And they said their life's so much better. They have more clarity especially business owners, they have more clarity. They're waking up, like, you know, getting after it. Um, and like their relationships have actually gotten better, not suffered because they're not having a drink with their wife at night. Oh, this is how we, um, you know, they're like, beforehand, it was like, this is how we relax and connect at night. Or it's like, if you don't need to relax over alcohol to connect with your wife, you can relax by giving her a foot massage um, and having a conversation with her. Like that's completely fine. And like, it's a foot massage without you trying to stick 
your dick in her as well. Like it's actually having giving her giving her a foot massage because and like if you've got a foot fetish, it's yeah, a win win. Exactly. Um, but like when when you do something for your partner and you're not trying to get some form of re- reciprocity from it, it mm. actually makes the act of doing um, the foot massage so much well more like better received as well. So, and then you probably will get more action anyway. Uh, So I I think, you know, you have to go, well, what is my coping mechanism? Um, Do I need this? Do I not need this? Okay, I'm going to reduce the friction first. And then, okay, I've reduced that. Now I can, if I don't know all the things I need to do, do I understand calories? No, okay. Do I understand macros? No, okay. Do I understand a training program that can fit inside my constraints? Oh, no. Uh, Do I understand like, you know, how many steps I should be doing or how I can do them? No, okay. Well, then once you've reduced friction, which we all can without seeking guidance, okay, now we can seek guidance to learn these other things. We can find someone. Find someone who's done what you want to do or <clears throat> find someone who is coaching you and has a, a track record of helping people just like you. Again, that is key. A track record of helping people just like you. Because if they've helped um, like 18-year-old kids lose weight, well, you know they, they don't know the nuances of a dad. Because a dad's life to a, compared to an 18-year-old guy who's single without kids' life is completely different. Like I was an 18-year-old guy without kids. And my life was completely different. And like, I would just like throw some, you know, I I could train as long as I wanted, whenever I wanted. And the strategy of me having abs and feeling great back then was so much more um, time poor compared to now. I would like train like so much. Um, I would like not have any enjoyment with my food whatsoever. Um, Like I, I couldn't fit that into my current life. I need smart, time-efficient workouts. I need to be able to eat with my family. I need to be able to make sure that it's not taking away from my family, my workouts. I need to make sure that I'm about to turn 40 next year. I need to have muscle preservation techniques. So make sure I have the right training and also the right amount of protein intake. I'm not going low carb um, like for, for long periods of time like I used to. Um, so that means my energy and my cognitive awareness is better. Um, like, so it's like the way I did it before was like, brute force and now the way i do it now based on my constraints is uh, i guess scientific because we have a scientific approach we use science and data to get the results with our guys and we educate them so it's like you need to find someone going okay these are the calories i'm on for my body and for what i need this is the amount of protein i need this is the i've got i've got 90 minutes a week for my uh, workouts what can I do? Okay, this is what you need to do if you only have 90 minutes. And this is how else you would try and get the calories burned. So it's like you seek guidance given your constraints and your life. And I think that's a crucial thing that a lot of people, one, aren't willing to admit. It's like, dude, like I used to train, like I know what I'm doing. And even some people, when they come on with us, it's like they try and dictate how they want to train. It's like, no, that's how you trained when you were 20. That's not how you need to train now. It's not the smartest approach. Trust the process. I think seeking guidance is something that requires humility um, and requires a growth-based mindset. I think that is crucial in step two, breaking out of a rut, because you need to understand that you need to be, again, vulnerable enough to say, I don't have all the answers and I need help. Okay? That's Mm. the crucial thing. I don't have all the answers. And I need help. And for a, a dad sometimes and a man to say, I need help, it's hard. But as soon as you say, I need help, 
and I don't have all the answers, then someone can help you. Yeah, it's having an outside perspective is one of the number one things that'll help you get out of that rut. If no one knows that you're in a rut, no one can help. But when you finally open up, someone could be like, look, man, all right, this is this is super. And they will often break it down for you and make it super, super simple and make it real easy. It's like, all right, you know what? You're in this rut. This is a situation you're in. Let's fucking, let's adjust what we need to adjust. I can identify these two or three things. Let's focus on these two or three things and let's go from there. And then it's like, Oh, is, is it really that easy or that simple? It's like, well, fucking trust the process and it will be. Um, and that kind of leads us into the next stage, which is talking about daily actions. Yeah. Now, the reason why we want to look at daily actions is because if you, every time you do an action that moves you towards what you want, moves you out of the negative shit, it's like a little tick of dopamine. It's like a little check mark. It's a box. And if you're like, oh, well, uh, I, I do this thing once a week. If, when I meal prep on a Sunday, then I'm moving in the right direction. Well, you've got six days of the week now where your old negative patterns are going to be eating away at you. You, and by the time you get back around to Sunday, you're not going to want to feel like fucking meal prepping because you feel like you've taken six steps backwards. So you've got to have something that you can do daily to even if it's as it has to be, it could be as little as all right, my breakfast, I'm trading it out, right? Even though this isn't a little thing, this is probably a big fucking thing. If your current breakfast is a pie or a sausage roll and you trade that out for a, um, a smoothie uh, or a protein shake that you make at home, um, number one, you're going to be saving yourself a lot of money. Number two, your health outcomes are going to be much better. Your energy is going to be much better in the morning. Your breath's not going to stink as bad. All of those good things. Your farts aren't going to stink as bad. All you know, all happy days. If you're riding in the car with someone, they'll thank you. So to look at what are the daily actions, what is like a couple of daily actions that you can do? And this is where guidance can come into it. But even, for example, if you're struggling with your relationship and your relationship isn't where you want it to be, it might be, all right, you know what? Every day, I'm going to tell my wife one thing that I'm grateful for her uh, for. That that could be a really, and if you're not doing that, even if you're not in a rut, that is a really good thing that you can do. Either a reason that you love her or, or something that you're grateful for her for. And that will, you know, when you're grateful for someone and you think about the things that they do that you're grateful for, it will naturally make you love them, want to spend time with them more and make you look for more things that they do that work really well. Who knows? Maybe you'll start getting some of that reciprocated, right? You don't know. It's not like, hey, I told you what I'm grateful for. You've got to tell me, right? Like we said, it's not about asking for something back, <laughs> but by providing that, it will naturally make her then go, oh, I feel appreciated. There's nothing more important for a woman than to feel like seen and appreciated for all the things that they do because they do a lot of shit that we don't think about. I've been listening a lot to some podcasts around like the, um, you know, the mental load that a lot of mums and women take on and just like being able to think about fucking 5 million things all at once, all the time. And it's going on all the time. And all they want is just a little bit of appreciation. So by doing something like that daily, you can drastically improve your relationship. And each time you do it, tick, oh, I'm working on my relationship. It doesn't have to be big grand gestures. I bought you fucking 500 roses. Doing that one time doesn't mean shit, right? It's the consistent nature of it. So every time you do it, it's a tick in the box, right? It's a very, very um, linear. It's pass fail. We've talked about this before. As long as you don't miss twice, right? For your health, it might be, even if you've got like no time in the fucking world, it could be a 10 minute walk. I don't care. It could be going outside and doing a walk around the block. It's like, that is a one more walk than I would have done otherwise. And that is moving me in the right direction. So the daily actions is all about creating momentum because first of all, you've got to stop the negative momentum, which is what we've kind of been talking about so far, removing the friction. And then we've got to be able to start pushing into some positive momentum. And you'll be surprised at how easy it is. You start walking a block a day. You're like, oh, that's actually, it goes by pretty quick. Maybe I could walk around two blocks, right? Maybe mm. I could go for a 15 minute walk. Maybe I could go. And it's, it's like, 
you don't just start going from I'm waking up at eight o'clock in the morning to now I'm going to wake up at five. No, you ratchet it back. I'm going to start waking up at 7.30. I'm going to start waking up at seven. You, 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 it becomes smaller increments. Same thing with me with running, right? I didn't start by running 5Ks. I started by running one and a half Ks, right? Yeah, it might seem like, oh, that's not that far to run. Yeah, it wasn't that far to run. I was back in 10 minutes and I was kind of, I was still a bit exhausted, but over time it got better. And then I was like, all right, two, two Ks, right? Two and a half Ks, right? And then yeah, I hurt my back and that stops for a while. But when I get back, it's going to be about two Ks, two and a half Ks. You ratchet it up, right? So this is what the daily actions are all about. It's just one more vote in the direction of being a fit dad, being the best version of yourself. One more um, tick in the box, one more point towards you being that best version of you. Yeah, man. I think like when we talked about like you might be in a temporary rut as well, even once you've lost the weight, just just to be honest for anyone, mm. I've had a few of the guys go through this, like they've lost the weight, they're, they're training still, and then they get, they get in a rut because they, they were in pursuit mm. of a goal. They achieved the goal. And then they're like, what is, is it? Like, because mm. to be honest, guys, like losing 20 kilos, yeah, you're going to live longer, but you think there's going to be like a fucking a victory parade for you, right? Like, oh yeah, everyone's going to celebrate. Like, or you think like, it's going to be like this magical, you're going to wake up and feel super happy. You don't wake up mm. and all of a sudden, like you've got happiness. Like that's just not it. It's who you became on the journey. But when you get to that, that destination that you were looking forward to for so long that some of you might've been thinking about for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and you made, you hyped it up to be something great. Um, but like abs are abs, right? It makes you feel good. Um, like it does. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you know, at the same time, you need to be constantly evolving. So even once we've achieved a goal, we need to then create the next goal. Like what's the mm. next thing? Or we, we, we create a, a temporary rut in the best version of ourselves, right? We're in a plateau. And when we're not moving forwards, we actually feel like mentally we're moving backwards. So yeah, mm. you have to go, well, I've pursued a goal. Then <clears throat> we need to make the next goal. Or oh, I haven't ran for a while, Jace, for example. I'm going to start running. And I'm going to give myself a focus to become better at something else. Um, I think that's a crucial thing. So anyone out there, that's why I tell my guys, it's like, let's run a marathon. Let's do a Spartan race. Let's do something. Let's do cool shit. Now you've lost weight. Mm. Now we do cool shit. We do. Like, oh fuck. I've never thought I could do that. Well, now you can Could because you lost the 20 kilos or 30 kilos or whatever it is. Okay. Now we can do cool shit with our health that prior to losing the weight you thought was ridiculous. Hey dude, nothing's ridiculous anymore. You're fit as fuck. Let's do cool shit. And like, so it's a different type of goal. It's a cool shit goal. So I think like, mm. like that's crucial because now we're in the pursuit of health and fitness for health and fitness, not for weight loss. And I think that's a mm. crucial distinction for anyone out there who is currently pursuing a goal, listening to this, making sure that we're creating other markers on our um, time span of 10 out of 10, what's that look like? Or oh, dude, 10 out of 10, I could run a marathon. 1% of the population runs marathons. Be part of the 1%. Oh, I don't want to run a marathon. Cool, lift 500 pounds in deadlifts. I don't know. Um, like do them both at the same day. I do a 500 pound deadlift and a marathon. I don't care. These are your goals, not mine. Like do a 55K Spartan, run an ultra marathon. Like I don't care. Make shit that inspires you, that excites you, that makes you feel a little bit scared and then pursue that because that's 100% how you don't get it in ruts. The pursuit of mm. excellence. And when I say excellence, I mean your excellence, the best version of you. And then it creates, again, easy 
daily actions because if not, they can get monotonous over over time. Mm. But if our daily actions continue to evolve as our goals evolve, then all of a sudden the daily actions don't get boring. And yeah, some will always be there, right? Like telling your wife, like one, you love her, two, something you're grateful for and actually connecting to her. One, it shouldn't be boring. You, you chose one person to live with until you die. Right. So like, <laughs> it's essentially like you want it to be a fun time. So I think a, a big thing with this, Jace, is I, I think people don't realize that they are the CEO of their life. Right. You know, we talked about before you, mm. you, you sort of mentioned the fact that, you know, run a, if you've owned a business, like you can be in the business, like doing the daily tasks what we're talking about before, or you can be the CEO, which is the, the seeking guidance and planning, um, which is the step two. And you're looking down that thousand foot view on your life. It's like, no, I am the chief executive officer of my life right now. Okay. The person who's in charge of my health, you've been doing a shit job for the fast, for the fucking last decade, right? We need to hire someone to help you. My wife, my life and my wife and my relationships are in shambles because my community, okay, I need someone, I need action plans, I need to see guidance over there. Ah, my work is on point, fantastic. You know, you can keep, you, you can keep running the show over there. Um, so it's like, you have to look at department heads. You are the CEO, you've got department heads. Do you fire that department head and hire someone else in temporarily to run that department? That would be us, for example. We will run your health department for you to, and you can then step back into the daily actions. We'll just tell you what to do. Okay. You have a project manager. Okay. To tell you what to do whilst that department head learns in the process of trying to understand how do I run this department efficiently and correctly? It's probably the best analogy I've ever had. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid one. It's a yeah. solid one. We're, we're, <laughs> call us your consultants if you want. If you don't want us living exactly. in your head, we yeah, can just exactly. be an external consultant. Consultant, exactly. So we're consulting. We will run, we'll run that department for you. But I, I think this is crucial, right? It, it's so crucial. Mm. So we, we, you're running that department because you're the CEO. You can hire and fire people as much as you want. But so many of you aren't running your life as you are the CEO, right? It's your life. Hmm. Everything you made up until now is, is your fault. And you know, your, your um, abundance or as much as you want, like it's all up to you, the good and the bad. So we have to just keep running it as if it's all up to us as well. So daily actions, we want to tick them off the dopamine kick, just like Jace was saying, and you just have, you have to reaffirm this. It's like you tick it off. You're like, yeah, just like me. Someone who like smashes that protein wheat picks in the morning, the overnight wheat picks. It's just like me. I prepped this, I ate this, and I won this. I feel great. Like you just, you, re you might think that, sound, that sounds stupid to do that, but what you're doing is you're reaffirming habits in your subconscious mind that you are a winner that eats like this because you're eating for health and longevity and the best version of you. Okay, you instead of <clears throat> on my plan today, I want to have 500 calories for my lunch. You know, there were, you went to Guzman and Gomez. You could have had the 1,000 calorie burrito or you could have had the naked burrito bowl with extra protein, which is 500 calories. You took the naked burrito bowl, just like me, hit my 500 calorie lunch with high protein. That's what I do. I win every day. It's like, just like talk yourself up. Like, like in your head, mm. like say it out loud if you want, probably not like people think you're crazy, but rather think you're fucking, you're killing it and crazy. Um, as far as, you know, killing your goals, not other people, um, yeah. that, that's a positive, that's a very distinct definition. So you want to be mm. killing it and just reaffirm yourself. Yeah. This is just like me, someone who gets their steps in. I, whenever I have a break, I get up and I move because I'm like, energy is important to me. 
you know, it's like, just like me, you know, writing a note to my wife every morning. Cause then, like some people will say to you, Jace, it's like, you know, you said, I, I got to give gratitude to my wife more and be, comp- you know, say a compliment, something you, something unique each day if you can. Um, oh, but I leave in the morning before my wife wakes up. Like some people will have a fucking problem for every solution, right? Yeah. Like that they, they will. And it's like, no, dude, if you wake up early, okay, today while you're out, I'll tell you how to, how to get one laid more often and two, how to have a better relationship. Go buy a bunch of sticky notes, okay? Over the next month for 30 days straight, Every morning when you wake up, before you wake up, before your wife, write something that you love about them and why on a sticky note. Just put it next, put it on the um, mirror in the the bathroom. Like do it for thirty days. Like like I, I love you and the care that you give for our family. Um, I love you and um, something about your the attention to detail. I love you. Like could be love you for the the food that you make me. Like I love what move. Like she, her love language is food. <laughs> um, but like if you give them something unique <clears throat> and you write sticky notes every day to your wife and do it to your kids, put them in their lunchbox, like be the person that shares gratitude because even without reciprocity, you're going to get more gratitude coming back at you. That's just how the mm. world works. If you push out positivity, all the positivity comes back out and that could be one of your daily actions. Like I, a couple of my guys, they text someone in their phone every day, Right. They, every single day they will text someone, go, Hey man, I just, I might not have talked to you for a while. I just wanted to know that like, you're a really great friend and I hope you're doing well. Like text someone in your phone book, 365 days a year. And I'll tell you what, like 150 to 200 those days, you're going to get a message back from that person, like five hours later or 10 hours later, that's positive to you. Imagine if you got a text message back every day, every other day telling you you're a legend as well. That makes you feel good. So (laughs) I think it's crucial. And the daily action sometimes, which comes into the next part, if you're currently in a temporary rut, I get some of my guys to then tick off their daily actions with accountability to me. So you got in a funk. You like missed out on some of your habits. You're just trying to get your groove back. I was like, okay, dude, for the next 28 days, these are our four actions. And you need accountability to make sure you do them because motivation happens after the event, not before it. So when we're trying to get these daily actions back in play, sometimes we're not motivated to do it and we stay in that funk or that rut. So I'm like, no, you need to text me by 9am if they're training in the morning that you've sent your text message out, you've done um, your training session and you've planned your meals for the day. All you need by the end of the day, you hit your steps, you did your training session and you hit your calories and you sent your text message. So it's like every single day. And if if they don't send me a text, I'm like, dude, where's your fucking text today, man? Like I'm, I'm the person that's here to keep you accountable to get you out of this rut and get you back to the best fucking version of you. So it's like, if you need that shit, I'll be that person for you, but I'll, I'll call you out on it as well. So if sometimes you need, very micromanagement accountability, okay? And then sometimes you need a bit more hands-off accountability with that person who's running your department. So I I think when we're looking at this, for yourself, you can have accountability for these daily actions with a friend. You can have it with a coach, but you need to have it to someone as we're getting going. Otherwise, we'll start to blame people for why it didn't happen, make excuses of why it couldn't happen or justify reasons. Life was hard. My wife didn't make my food and the dog ate my homework. Um, so I think what we have to look at is accountability must be two ways. 
one, you sharing to them and them sharing back to you. Okay. Well, was that good? What can you do better? Like, or that wasn't good. And how are you going to be better? I think accountability being the fourth step in this process is probably one of the most highest steps that we need. Even if I gave you accountability on a really shit fucking plan, you're going to get better results. All right. You just are, because I'll make sure you actually stick to the shit fucking plan. So guys, like accountability is the most crucial thing um, in the process of trying to transform your life and gain momentum in an area of life that you're trying to break out of the rut in. Yeah, it all comes down to just having that external perspective and someone else who doesn't buy your excuses. And you know, we will often do more for other people than we ever will for ourselves. We will get people that will do stuff because they don't want to let their coach down or they don't want to you know, look like a fool in front of someone else. But it's like when it just comes to doing it yourself, that takes a long time to build that self-accountability. Um, you know, there's, it, it, takes, it takes a long time before you can sort of get up, look in the mirror and say, you know what, you're going to do this because you said you were going to do it. Um, and that is definitely one type of accountability that you can build to. But there's, you cannot underestimate the power of someone else checking in on you that knows your goals and knows what you said you were going to do, because it's all well and easy to hide when it's like, oh, you know, I said I'd do this, but no one really knows that I was going to do it. You know, no one knows that I said I was going to run. Fuck, I put it up on Instagram stories so that all those people know like, oh yeah, Jace is working on his running. He's working on his running. I better see some improvements. I better see another check-in soon. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, well, what the fuck was this all about? So having some form of accountability is, as Travis saying, is like the, one of the number one things. You could probably, uh, if you had to get an emergency, like, fuck, I've got to get out of this right, right now, getting someone to come in and just hold you accountable to doing some stuff, to doing something, is going to be the quickest way to start to get that positive momentum. You can do all of these within a day. Right, you can start all of these almost immediately, but accountability is going to be the thing that keeps you uh, keeps you on track uh, on the on the path of getting out of the rut. Dude, and like we we coach some like a lot of personal trainers, like some of my clients are personal trainers and coaches, um, so they know mm. what to do and they can make the assessment, but they need someone to just kick them in the ass and keep them on track. Um, or sometimes just to write the programs and do the macros for them, because if it's your all day, every day, you don't want to do it. But uh, like sometimes anyone needs an accountability person just to make sure they're doing it. So guys, don't mm. don't bypass this part because it is probably probably the most crucial part. And even if you think you know what you're doing, you haven't done it then, have you? So mm. then you need accountability. If you know how to do all this and you don't currently have abs and you aren't currently fit and you don't currently feel strong, then I don't care how much you know. You don't know how to apply it consistently inside your life and given your constraints. So you need accountability. Like it's as clear as day. So make sure that we have the humility to ask for accountability to move forward with our results. Um, the last step to break out of a rut, guys, is just make iterations because a plan is only good if it's getting you results, right? And, you know, again, I'll say this to, to my clients all the time. Like, you know, for, we'll go for three weeks or four weeks without making a calorie adjustment. It's like, dude, no, you know, we don't break, we don't fix shit until it's broke. We're losing one to 1.5% 1. Mm. of total body weight per week. Like we're losing a kilo, we're losing a kilo and a half a week. You know, like, you know, what went well? Okay, you smash your steps, you hit your training. Okay, you hit your nutrition, happy days. How's everything going? Feeling great. All right, we don't need to make any changes. Got any obstacles coming up? No, no obstacles. Dude, let's, let's keep coasting through for this next week. But- what what happens, you don't pay us always for the weekly, oh, how you doing, man? Um, you pay us for when it's not working. Um, what do I need to do, right? So it's like, okay, we hit a plateau, okay? 
now I'm going to tell you exactly what to do to bust out of this plateau, like in a heartbeat, right? All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I stalled for seven days. Don't worry, we aren't stalling for another seven. We're going to get that next kilo off. We're going to get that next centimeter off the gut. We're going to unveil those abs. Don't worry, because all it is a bit of science, right? All a bit, bit, bit of change, bit of science, bit of accountability. You have to make iterations. What worked before doesn't work now. Your metabolism is constantly adapting. Your body is constantly changing. You're, if you're 10 kilos lighter, then you're not burning as many calories as you were. Like it, it all changes. And like if you then diet yourself down to get results, then we don't want to keep you there. We have to make iterations on the way up to get that those calories back up and um, increase that metabolism as well. So we need to look at the weekly iterations based on the long-term goal. And sometimes making iterations isn't just if you hit a plateau, it's making iterations to, to step back a little bit. It's like, dude, like we had this plan for 12K steps a day and four training sessions and, and hitting my protein and my calories. Man, I, I, I couldn't hit it. I was like, all right, well, let's ratchet it back just a little bit and go, let's go for 10K, three workouts, and let's just focus on the calories. Because what we want to do is we don't want to lose momentum because you've gone multiple weeks with not hitting the goals. I'd rather hmm. undersell what you can do and hit it and then if you actually go above and beyond, dude, you fucking crushed it. Like I want you to win. Okay. So sometimes we have to ratchet it back to make sure we're still winning on the daily. So we win the day, we win the week, right? We need to ratchet it back. So we start winning to then get that momentum back to get out of the rut and feel like a fucking beast again. And I think that is such a crucial thing. It's iterations when we hit a roadblock, but also iterations when we're in a rut to make sure that we build that or gain momentum again to make sure we feel unstoppable. Hundred percent. If you're not willing to, like, you, people get so wedded to their plan and they get so wedded to just their what, like, oh, I'm going to do keto. It's the only thing that will work. And this is why getting stuck in the dogma and the idea of the strategy is the be all and end all. The strategy is flexible. It mm. changes. You can fucking adjust it on a day to day basis. And as long as the principles are right, and you're eating in a calorie deficit, and you're you know moving more than you burn in essence, and you're following some of the, the core principles, you're going to get results eventually. Um, um, but what I tell most guys, like, you know, you, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And sometimes that punch in the face comes in the form of a, uh, you know, a change at work or your sleep schedule not being as good as it was. Um, and those are all factors that, you know, a good coach will take into account and be like, well, all right, well, I noticed, you know, you, you've not been sleeping well here. That can really affect your fat loss in a big way and your energy expenditure. So let's address that. Let's take a look at what we can do to get you sleeping better to start with. And, um, you know, let's do what, what are the little things that we can do, the little adjustments that we can make to, um, to make the difference when you haven't got the most time in the world, right? All right, let's up the, the workout intensity. Let's do some of these other things that you don't might not have the experience and the capacity to think of as far as adjustments go um, that, you know, aren't, isn't always just, all right, now eat less, now eat less, now eat less, now eat less, because that's not the only way to do things. Dude, 100%, guys. So this is the five ways to break out of a rut, like temporary or long-term. Assess, be brutally honest and take ownership. Uh, assess yourself with a scoring um, uh, system, which is a one to 10 out of 10 in your love, your work, and inside your health. Then once you do assess, we want to then plan or seek guidance. <clears throat> First part of the plan is to make sure that we reduce friction. Second part of the plan is to get a thousand foot view of someone to help us get to where we want to be in any aspect of our life. And we want to create a 16 week plan. And then we also want to create weekly plans and then 
The third step is in breaking it down to daily actions. So we break it down to daily actions. And when we complete that task, we want to tick it off. Okay. It gives us a dopamine kick and we want to reaffirm to ourselves that's just like me. So subconsciously, we're reiterating with the fact we're the type of person who does this type of task. And then we'll do that type of task more often because we like personal high fives and pats on the back. We want to get accountability, whether that from be a coach or we want to get accountability from someone we respect who will be brutally honest to us if we aren't... um, picking up our type side of the uh, the ticket, if we're not doing the tasks. Then we want to make iterations, iterations to get us back on track or iterations to make sure we're on track to hitting our goals. And remember, guys, if you are currently failing as the CEO, um, not by for not firing the person that's in charge of your health department right now because that person is 120 kilos overweight in a rut with low energy and not feeling great, it's time to actually act like you are the CEO. You time to, to fire that person, hire someone to take charge, and we can't be that person who takes charge for you. And all you have to go is go to fit-dad.club and book in a call, and we'll talk about how we can be the uh, person who is in charge of your health. And we will all just plan those daily steps, the daily actions to lose one to two kilos every single week. In 10 weeks, 20 weeks, you'll be 10 kilos, 20 kilos down, feeling better, feeling more energy, feeling like yourself again you'll be out of the rut feeling like you're a hundred percent going oh my god i never knew i had more energy and it's a funny thing with our health when we get that back on track and we feel better and we have more energy then our job gets better because we're a more confident healthier happier person so all of a sudden we get more money we get a raise we get a promotion or our job is just more fun because we're not a prick anymore and then it's it's easier and also our relationships get better because when you feel better, you're better to be around and people don't want to not be around you. So, you know, your relationship with your kids get better. Your relationship with your wife gets better. So like making sure like we, we focus on increasing that part of the wheel of life that is our health is so crucial because it, it has a flow on effect or a carryover effect to those other two most crucial roles in our life. So we always have roles and goals and making sure we have goals for each of those roles. It's so crucial. Goal for our relationship, goal for our health, and goal for our work. They are the roles we play in this life. So if you're right on age in any of them, guys, it's time to make a plan. So go to fit-dad.club, book in a call. We'll show you where the gap is, show you how to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be and help you transform your life in that next 16 weeks, guys. Um, I've got nothing else to say. If you want to write a review or anything like that, uh, let us know. Guys, Jace, do you have anything? No, comment. If you have any other subjects or things that you're struggling with that you'd like a bit more help with, um, you know, we're always open to, you know, we want to make this as applicable as possible for the dads that are out there that are struggling with this kind of stuff. Now, obviously we have clients that we work with, but there's plenty of people that we don't work with that would still love to be able to impact and be able to, you know, help give them the best advice possible. So uh, number one, share this with the dad, another guy who they don't necessarily have to be in a rut or struggling. They might be in a rut, but you don't even know about it. And by you sharing this, it could be the thing that helps get them out of it because they realize, oh, fuck, someone can someone wants to help me and then you know that might help them get out because the problem is most of the time guys don't talk about it when they are in a rut they just kind of feel it and internalize it so share it with someone uh, anyone who you think could, could <laughs> use it um you know we're all trying to be the best dads and the best people that we can be and i think that for most of us is going to start by taking control of your life and taking control of your health 
And guys, like people do say to me, it's like, man, I love your podcast. I love the banter you and Jace have. I love it's how it's real world and real life examples. And it's straight to the, it's straight to the point. Like we're not talking fluff. So because you like it, that means people like you will also like it. Just so you know, people mm. like you will also like it. Cause I'm assuming, you know, other males who are dads who would need some help. So get the link from Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and throw it on your Facebook newsfeed, right? Or throw it on your Instagram story if you know how to do that. Like, you know, throw it out there and go, hey, I listened to this podcast and I, I really like it. And it helps me as a dad to be the a fitter and better version of me. And just share it. Like share the love. You know, we're giving to you. And I do expect for you to give to us. And I want you to pay that price. I want you to share it with someone. I want before, mm. in the next seven days, I want you to pay the fee of one share to someone. Do it to anyone. I don't care. Do it to your mom. Do it to your dog. But like, hopefully you do it to a dad. So yeah. I want you to pay the fee, guys. Um, other than that, guys, we will talk next week. Have a great week, guys. But that's peace out from us. Peace.